Marketing for small business. Episode 110. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 110. I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio, and each week here on Act Local Marketing, I share a special strategy with you called Today's Takeaway, where you get at least one action item that you can walk away with today to implement and grow your business. And as if that weren't enough, I invite a special guest to help you with some aspects of your business marketing. Today, I am speaking with a business author who is prepared to share with you how you too can get your business book written. So stay tuned for that. Why do I keep harping on writing? Well, for one thing, it's because I'm a writer myself. So we tend to talk about what we are familiar with and what we love. But in this case, in, uh, in the broader sense, I want you to have a better grasp on all the reasons why writing for your business is a good strategic marketing tactic. You may not want to be a blogger. I get that. I understand that writing really may not be your thing, and that too is okay. In fact, it's something my guest today is specifically going to address. But there are so many opportunities available to you in marketing your business that requires written copy. I want to detail some of the ways business writing can be useful to you. So here are just some of the many ways business writing is really necessary in your business marketing. I mentioned blogging, but maybe that's not for you. How about, though, articles? Articles are different than blog posts in that you're going to provide the content and the article gets published by someone else on their website or in their newsletter. Speaking of newsletters, sometimes a monthly or weekly newsletter in print or email or both is the right way to share your message. It really depends on your particular audience. Your website is not meant to be a static billboard. You need to give visitors a reason to visit and more importantly, a reason to want to come back. So why not offer a white paper, a PDF report that visitors can download? Here's something that will appeal to many of you, I'm sure. Case studies. Write out elaborate case studies and use them as downloads. An email series, a video series, slide share, or an audio series. Case studies are an excellent way to share with potential clients what you do and the benefits that they will see as a result of what you do. Writing for printed flyers, social media in general, your website, or your blog are just some of the places business writing becomes part of your marketing. So let's discuss today's takeaway. I did promise you an action item that you could take with you right now to grow your business. So here it is. Are you aware that LinkedIn has a publishing feature now? If you're not currently on LinkedIn, you should be. Any person who tends to be or already is gainfully employed should have a complete and thorough profile on LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn now has a publishing feature that allows anyone, not just the great and powerful in business, the who's who, but anyone can share written articles. Share one of those case studies that I mentioned, or detail an opinion or story around a key issue within your industry. You do not have to create or maintain your own blog today to get published. LinkedIn is one option, and Google Plus is another. Many people use Google Plus as a pseudo-blogging platform. Google Plus allows you to share long-form posts, really long-form posts, unlike uh, Facebook that has a, even though they seem relatively long, there's a maximum length in which you're allowed to write. Google indexes every post on G+, which is a really unique feature of this particular social media platform that all the other platforms do not have because they aren't Google. That means there's potential for any post that you publish on Google Plus to show up in search engine results. So create a content calendar for yourself. Decide if you're going to produce written content once a week, once a month, every other month. The beauty is you decide what works for you. Choose topics, create deadlines, clip articles as you run across them and start doing some business writing. Pull it all together. Drop me a line to ask, that's A-S-K, ask at actlocalmarketing.com, and I would be more than happy to point you in the right direction with whatever questions you have about writing for your business. And do yourself a favor. Listen to my interview today to learn more about how to share written content without actually having to write it. Eh? Nice trick. It's a nice trick, I promise. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus and follow me so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. Leave me a review. Leave me a review. If I say it three times, you're going you're gonna to notice, right? Leave me a review in iTunes. Those reviews will get me noticed so that I can help busy boomer business owners like you pump up the economy by growing their businesses. It's time for a short break, and when we return, business book author Derek Lewis is here, and he is stepping to the front of the room. Stay tuned. I feel so close to you right now. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Act Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. 
Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I want to introduce you to today's guest. He's a business ghostwriter, and no, that doesn't mean he writes about ghosts. I'm sure we will discuss this. Many of you don't even realize that business ghostwriters exist. But Derek Lewis has worked with thought leaders from five continents on books spanning technology, leadership, and economics. His clients work with the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, SAP, Daimler Chrysler, Walmart, Microsoft, Disney, and even the Red Cross. Derek is the author of the Business Book Bible. It's the authoritative source on how to write a business book. He holds a master's in economic development and lives in Baton Rouge with his wife and two children. Derek, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Thank you, Kaylin. I hope I can uh, share something that'll be of value to your listeners today. I'm sure you can because a lot of people don't even realize, first of all, they might not even be aware of what a ghostwriter is, but they're absolutely not aware that ghostwriters exist for business books. I, I know that, that, that people don't realize that that happens. They assume that every business book that comes out is written by the actual author. So uh, that's going to stun people for a second. But, but before I get to some of those questions about actually writing, writing your business book, which is something I like to talk about a lot on this podcast, I want you to give me your entrepreneurial journey. I like to collect them the first time I meet someone. So in a nutshell, can you tell me how you came about doing what it is you do? You know, Kaylin, uh, whenever people find out what ghostwriters are, they're, uh, they're always interested because it's not one of those things that you, you go into college thinking, uh, I'm going to come out and be a ghostwriter. Nobody, nobody <laughs> ever starts out to be a ghostwriter. And I've met, um, I don't know, maybe close to 100 ghostwriters and uh, I've never met one who intentionally went into to ghostwriting. Everybody always falls into it, either because they answered an ad or they were decent at writing and a friend or a colleague asked them, you know, could you write this for me? Nobody just and, – and people stumble into it and they're ghostwriters sometimes uh, even before they, they realize um, that that's what they are. So for me um, – I uh, I was going to go into a career in economic development and uh, got my master's right at the beginning of the Great Recession. So I was competing against people who had uh, my degree plus 20 years experience and we were all competing for the same, uh, for the same positions. Mm. So uh, I went into uh, the, the private sector actually as, um, as a marketing uh, consultant and uh, and I've always had a talent for uh, for writing, uh, but I never it never crossed my mind to make a living off of it. But while I was at that company, um, I kind of became the the de facto copywriter for all of their uh, their websites, their marketing brochures. Even while I was managing other parts of the company, I was also the the copywriter. Right. Um, and you know, it, it finally just kind of dawned on me that I could make a, a living off of that. So I started. Um, with a, a friend of mine, we started a, kind of an information technology company um, where I did kind of the business side of it and helped. Um, so he would he would create the the websites or he'd create some of the um, the IT infrastructure and I'd create some of the marketing or the business systems that went around that. And um, on the side, I was also uh, for some small businesses doing copywriting. And I came across an ad one day uh, that wanted to write a, a book. And I said, well, you know, I've been writing blog posts and reports and these other things. So, shoot, why not a book? So I was actually, um, <laughs> I was one of those that I was ghostwriting before I realized that that's what it was called. <laughs> that is so funny. So j just for everyone's benefit, in case they don't really know what a ghostwriter is, um, explain to people what a ghostwriter is. <clears throat> so the the misconception is that a ghostwriter I'm sorry. Let me let me back up. So, a ghostwriter is somebody who writes, um, uh, usually a, a book, um, for someone else, and that other person 
uh, gets the uh, gets the credit. They are the, the the author, and so the misconception is that the ghostwriter does all the work, um, and then the author gets all the credit, and that's not how it how it works at, at all. Um, See, and that surprises me to hear that because I I have the same assumption that for, someone pointed out to me. I was at a, a publishing and publicity conference in December, and the topic of ghostwriting came up. And someone was rattling off a lot of different authors that you think write their own books who actually have ghostwriters, and it surprised me. So I, I just assume that the ghost, you know, they don't want anyone to know, and the ghostwriter doesn't get any credit. You know, it it every um, project is is a little different, but in in general, the whole reason that we're called ghostwriters is because we're we're invisible, right? We're kind of the the people in in the background. We're the the ghosts. That's the ghost part. Of being a, a ghostwriter, mm-hmm. but it's almost a misnomer, Kaylin. The the better term would really be um, like a collaborator, because whenever, I mean, you've got you've got hacks for hire out there who who will do that. You can pay them, you know, a hundred dollars, and they'll write something, and and you can pretend that that you wrote it, even if you have no idea what it says. Those right. are hacks. Okay. Professional ghostwriting is where you have uh, where you have a the the writer. Is, is split into two people. So generally a, a writer is is someone who thinks the thoughts and also who writes the thoughts. But whenever you go into a, a collaboration with someone like me, that's split into two person, two people. You have the author who is the thinker of the thoughts, and then you have the ghostwriter who is the writer of those thoughts. So uh, I've ghostwritten books about um, for instance, data analytics. Well, my, my background's not IT. I mean, I couldn't write a book on data analytics. I mean, even if I researched and, and read, you know, plenty of books out there, I still wouldn't know enough just because the learning curve is so steep. Right. But I don't have to know because my authors are the source of all that content. So I interview them. Um, you know, I put some of their, their thoughts down. They read what I wrote. Then they say, no, this is right or this isn't. Let me give you some more background on this. Let me tell you this story. So it's their words, their thoughts, their ideas, their experiences, their stories. It's all them. They know enough to write a book. They just don't know how to write a book. And that's where people like me come in. So we shape all of their ideas, what we really are. Um, one of my little quotes I like to, to to throw out there is that a ghostwriter is just an editor for an author whose words are still in their head. Interesting. See, I think that'll make sense to a lot of people because anyone who's an expert at anything, and I believe, you know, if you've been around long enough, you are you're an expert at something. Everyone is. They might just not realize it. So all that knowledge is in your head, but you're you're absolutely correct. Not everyone, in fact, most people are not good writers. They're just not. And the, even the uh, the concept of trying to get all that knowledge out of their head and onto paper is so overwhelming, you know, yeah. so daunting that they're they're never even they're not even oh, contemplating it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so tell me why business owners because we're because you're a business ghostwriter specifically. I'm sure there are ghostwriters for all kinds of things. Um, but you're dealing with with business books. And like I said, I think a lot of of business people who are even contemplating putting a book together don't realize that there are ghostwriters for business books. But why should a business owner even want to write a book? What kind of benefits are we going to receive from having a book? Kaylin, a, a book is the ultimate sales tool. I mean, you, you might think that I'm biased because, of course, I'm a business ghostwriter. And I think that everybody in business should have a, uh, should write a book. But I don't think that it's it's far fetched. You know, you you just took some of the very words out of out of my mouth. What I was going to say is that everybody, um, if they've been you know in, in their professional career for you know five or ten years, they know enough about something to write maybe even just a short book, but to write a book on it, and they should because it is the ultimate sales tool. There's just there's no other medium that compares to the power that having a, a book has. So you know how um, one of, uh, if we come across somebody and we really think that they're the, the expert on something and they know everything, 
we'll just say kind of casually, yeah, well, they really wrote the book on you know skydiving or they really wrote the book on negotiating you know sports contracts. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a, that is a common phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where it, it comes from because whenever you write the book on something, you are the seen as the authoritative source. And that's true for two reasons. One is it's just impressive to have written a book because anybody who's ever even thought about it, much less attempted it, knows how difficult it is to put enough words together that it, you know, the book makes sense, that it's cohesive, that it's a decent book. And two, because writing a book forces you to achieve a level of understanding of your subject matter that you simply can't in any other way. I mean, one of the one of the best benefits of writing a, a book um, is is becoming that deeper expert on your subject matter. And you think, well, I'll tell you, I've worked with, like I said, a number of different thought leaders, and they've owned their own businesses, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. But whenever we start working together um, to ghostwrite their book, you know, I've, I challenge some of their ideas. I force them to get really granular about some of their explanations. And they are amazed at how much deeper they have to learn their own stuff just because they know it, you know, subconsciously or because they haven't, you know, sat down and really analyzed what they've known for the past, you know, or worked with for the past 10 years. It's it's amazing the deeper level that you get. But that's what kind of the the intangible benefit. One of the some of the tangible benefits that you get out of writing a business book. Um I think it was Wellesley Hills Consulting Group. They did um a survey a few years ago with uh, a couple of hundred uh, business authors, specifically business authors, and asked them uh, what their experience was writing a book. And overwhelmingly, like over 90% of them uh, responded that it had impacted their business positively, that they were glad that they did it and that they would recommend other people doing it. And the benefits that they listed include um, that it was easier to make sales. It was easier to close those sales. They could justify higher fees. Um, they could justify higher speaking fees. I mean, Kaylin, if if you want to go speak at I don't know, um, you know, a, a prestigious uh, conference, and there you've got say twenty of your peers who are all you know applying to be you know presenters of of some type, and you know these they you know maybe they have you know an impressive resume. This one sends uh, an ebook. This one sends a report they did, but the conference organizers out of all those twenty people, uh, Kaylin sends. Uh, a book that she's written, and they pick it up and they flip through it, and they see that wow, this this is a good book. All of a sudden, you're standing head and shoulders above everybody else that, that they're looking at, and that's the same whether it's your uh, uh, you know a general contractor applying for uh, a bid, whether you're a consultant you know trying to secure a project, whether you're um, like me a ghostwriter and maybe going up against a couple of other ghostwriters. Whoever you are, if you have a book that you can put in your potential customer's hands, all of a sudden you've blown away the competition because you are the person who literally wrote the book on it. You know, and you you mentioned uh, an industry because my background is. Uh in engineering and I come from the construction industry and you specifically mentioned, you know, like a contractor bidding on a contract, you know, contractors don't think about writing books, but I'm sure every single one of them in listening to you say that can imagine, man, if I turned my bid in on whatever this project is and I handed as part of my package, the book I wrote about, you know, whatever the subject matter is that's, that's appropriate for their particular industry, how that will shine a light on them and really make them stand out. That That's an astounding thing to me. Absolutely. And you can get creative with it. It could be a book on on safety. It could be a book on their experience, you know, gro- their growth as a construction company. It could be something about, you know, customer relations. It could yeah, any managing any, a project, you know, with yeah. your budget, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, that, and, that is very cool. Yeah. So, so business owners, you know, it used to be that people wrote books and it was a form of income. You know, it was a business and that's why they were doing it. And they were looking to make money from having a book. Is that why I, as a business owner, am writing a business book? Am I looking to create another revenue stream from it? Oh, that's a great, great question, Kaylin. I'm so glad you, you brought it up. That's another one of those huge 
um, misconceptions about business books. So other other books, most uh, you know, fiction books, novels, crime novels, they are written to uh, to be a commercial product. So uh, you know, John Grisham he writes his books because he expects to make money off of his books. With business owners. Um, Excuse me. With business authors, it's it's quite different. Their book is primarily a marketing tool. It's usually a loss leader. So you don't write the book expecting it to be a bestseller because most business books aren't. I mean, a successful business book will sell five thousand copies. I mean, if if you're if you're lucky. That's so interesting. So compare that to what's a successful, and I don't mean a you know a phenomenally you know like. A, like the Harry Potter series or something. What's a successful fiction book? How many copies do you sell? Do you have any idea? You know, there are some publishers, depending on the amount of money that they invested in the book, I mean, they'd probably be happy if they sold 150,000 copies of, Interesting. Uh, of a fiction book. Yeah, and so 5,000 copies of a nonfiction book is successful. Of a, Well, specifically a business book. Okay, yeah. okay. That is so interesting. So really what this book is, is it's your business card. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You okay. can't you can't look at it as you know. Well, how much am I going to spend on the cover? Because how many copies can I expect to to sell? That's that's not the way to look at it at all. The way that I um, actually and sometimes whenever I'm talking to potential clients or authors and they're thinking about you know whether or not to to do a, a book, whether or not it justifies the investment, I, I ask them what is the lifetime value of just one of their new customers, and for the the authors that I deal with they're usually um well they they have they have usually really successful businesses i mean for one of my authors um a typical sell for him was like fifty thousand dollars so one you know just one um new customer would pretty much pay for everything that he needs to 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 do so regardless of how much the book cost if the book landed him um, one of his, uh, he was a real estate investor. If the book landed him one of his investors, then he's, you know, he's good. Everything after that is, is Lanyard. Excellent. So, uh, getting back to, to what ghostwriting is, you know, and how it works, I, I asked you to start off with that so that people would have a clear understanding of what that meant. I, I understand that you have a five-step process for writing and ghostwriting books. And it's, it's, I guess, you know, great minds work in the same direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's um, a process that's risen organically out of basically uh, <laughs> doing it wrong a couple of times. They're not wrong. But that's that's the best way to figure out a process, though. To really, it really is. You know, like you had mentioned before, and I, I forgot to bring this up, some, some of the best way to really know your material, even though in your head you're an expert, is when you have to teach it to someone else. So if you're working with the ghostwriter to write your ideas down on paper in order to teach them, you really, really have to know your subject matter in order to teach it. That's the best way to really be sure that, that you know what you're doing. So to, to try your process out and find out what's wrong with it means that, you know, those experiments are very valuable yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Well, and so I've, I've compared notes with a number of other ghostwriters and we've, um, the the best ones we we've come we've found this I guess it's kind of this organic um, process it seems to 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 work and I've I've worked on it a, a little bit and kind of refined it um, and and it comes down to um, to I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you what the five are real quick just so you can kind of orient yourself and then I'll tell you a little bit about each one so first is um, the, what I call the discovery process uh, second is going to be a blueprint. Third is uh, Frankendraft. Uh, fourth is uh, edits, and then fifth is polish. <clears throat> I'm Excuse I'm me. really intrigued by the Franken edit because <laughs> <laughs> editing that's the part I'm I'm hating the most about having written my book is this uh, you know editing this goes on forever editing because you always find it something does. else you, you could be doing to it yes well that's what they they all the the, the best authors you know say that that writing is just rewriting yeah you know? little so, did i know when i when i started <laughs> you know, so i can so sometimes you know um 
some authors they'll come to me and they'll they'll have you know they'll say well you know I've got you know half of my book written or I've got ninety percent of of my book written, and what I know that they don't know is that they have fifty percent or ninety percent of the first draft written. That is a long way from being a hundred percent finished with the book. Yes. Yes. Um. Well, so so first step is is discovery. Um, I used to call it the interview process, but with the authors that I, I work with, this is sometimes the first time that they've had in in ten or, or even twenty years to sit down and really just talk through all of their experiences and their thoughts. I mean, you can imagine, you know, ten years ago, uh, what your you know ideas were in, in business and where you were as an entrepreneur and where you are now, Kaylin. So. This is sometimes the first chance that they've had to sit down and talk through a lot of those things. And in that, we discover really what their their book is about. Um, I've never had somebody come to me and say, all right, look, I want to write a book. I know exactly what it's about. Um, I know it's going to go in chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. I know everything. They usually come to me saying, I, I know I know enough to write a book. I think I know what it's about, but I'm really not sure. So we have to discover really what their their book is about. Two is we have a, a blueprint of the of the book. It's uh, you could call it an outline, but I mean that's really almost too too rigid and too formal, because as we go through the the book, and I'm sure you discovered this in, in writing your own, um, things change. You you realize that there's you know some things belong and some things don't. So you can't have a rigid outline. You just have to have a general blueprint, and as you're going through, you have to be able to to flex around some of the things that that crop up. So uh, in step three. That's whenever you actually really start writing the the book. I call it I call it Frankendraft because it is so um, it's so it, the, you're, you're, all the ideas are in so many bits and pieces that it's like this Frankenstein monster where you've got you know you've got to kind of bolt the head together to the to the neck because you know it's kind of flopping around and you got to stitch up this side. It looks rough. I mean, it it is not a work of art at all. It is the monster on the on the table. That is such a great visual for me. I'm loving it. <laughs> well, with with my book and with my with my ghostwriting author's book and with other authors I've talked to, that is often their experience. And uh, and you're you're scared because you don't know, you know, is lightning going to strike and and bring this thing to life, or is it just going to lay there dead, <laughs> misshapen? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm laughing so much because over the, over the the holidays, my kids and I watched Young Frankenstein, so I'm I'm really I'm seeing all this, you know, this <laughs> metaphor here. Okay, I love it. Go on. Um, let's see. So step four is is the editing process, and this is really. Where you 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 take your your Franken draft and you start turning it into this this work of art that it will be, but it takes um, at least in the very least two rounds of of editing completely all the all the way through start to to finish. And uh, for my book, the business book Bible, I went through it, um, Kaylin. I know after having the 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 Franken draft. I went back and edited it, I know, six times, start to finish, six times. And can I ask you, how much did it change from you know, what you thought it was going to be to what it became? The core of it is, is still there. Um, I took out some, you know, some things that were kind of extraneous. I took out some bits and pieces that they were important to me, but really whenever you read the book altogether, they were... Mm, kind of got bogged down in in the details, sharpened some things, um, filed off some some edges. So, um, you know, if you were to if you were to compare maybe an outline of the beginning to an outline of the current, you know, I take I take that back. I take that back because in my first draft, I realized that I had two. I realized I really had two books. I was trying to write a book about. Uh, business, uh, how to write a business book. And I was also had in there um, a book about how to work with business ghostwriters. And, uh, you know, I, I completely, I completely forgot that because that's been, I don't know, it's probably been 18 months ago that I, I realized that. So um, that was, that was huge right. for me to, to separate those, those two books. Um, and I was scared, yeah, because it was, uh, I mean, because I was basically ripping my, my little beauty in half. 
but uh, but it came out it came out much stronger for having that that focus. So I have a book that's just on how to write uh, how to write a business book. In fact, that's the subtitle: Everything You Need to Know to Write a Great Business Book. And then my other book, um, it's about half the size of of this one. Um, I haven't released it yet, but it's uh, Ghostwriters Write It Better, and it's basically what you and I have been talking about. You know about ghostwriting and and how to work with uh, with good ghostwriters. I think this is really, you know, it's a field that clearly been around for a long time. I mean, I heard people say they think Shakespeare had a ghostwriter. Now, how, how do you how do you know that? You know, how can you know that? Well, I am not a. I don't even know if the word is literature his, historian, but they um, they've compared, I guess, a lot of of his writing against um, against some of his some of his works and they realize that there are some, there are some differences in, in styles and some differences in, um, in vocabulary. And so they are, I mean, without being 100% without having somebody in front of them to confess, they are as sure as they can be that yes, the bard of Avon did in fact have a, have a ghostwriter as did, um, Alexandre Dumas, the, the, the author of the three musketeers and the mm-hmm. count of Monte Cristo, the man in the iron mask, he had a, uh, a stable of, of ghostwriters yeah, and he would come in and he would, he would sketch out the, the highlights of the, of the plot with fiction. It's, it's, it's much different, um, than it is with, with nonfiction and with business as I'm sure you can imagine. But yeah, he'd come through and he'd sketch out the highlights. This is the plot. This is what happens. This happens there. And then his ghostwriters would come in and kind of fill in the, the details of getting from point A to, to point B. So interesting. I, I actually have more questions for you, but I want to take a quick break. Can you hold on? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. You are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my special guest, Derek Lewis. He is a ghostwriter, and no, that does not mean he writes about ghosts. If you uh, missed the first part of the interview, you got to go back and listen because that's not what it's about. But we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hang tight. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. To do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy, she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, this is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with my special guest today, Derek Lewis. He is a business book ghostwriter. In fact, Aren't you like America's top business book writer, ghostwriter? Well, that's can I uh, give you that that that's one of my handles. Moniker, yeah. okay, cool. 
for the uh, for the way that I I do ghostwriting, which is which is a bit different than a lot of other people. Yeah, in the in the very small pond that I, I live in. Yes, <laughs> you're the big, big fish. fish. Yeah, I love it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, so let's say we have uh, convinced because you know I talk I, I've talked about the trials and tribulations of having written my first business book uh, to completion. You know, it's not the first book I've ever tried to write in my life. But the first one that I've written to completion and and people follow along, uh, you know, as I move forward into publication of that book. And so I talk a lot about, you know, the importance of of writing a book and, and what it can mean to your business. But like you said, not everyone is a writer necessarily or they're they're not ready to take that step. But they also might not be ready to actually hire a, a ghostwriter because that to get a good ghostwriter like you that could be costly and that's not in their budget yet. So how can they take some baby steps uh, towards being a writer and maybe getting some of this content down on paper and making it useful to their business? In the previous uh, segment, you were asking why they should write a book in, in the first place. And and uh, one of my answers was that it's the ultimate sales tool. So that's that's the pinnacle. That's the top of the, of the pyramid. Um, but like you say, if they aren't ready to to justify the the cost or the the time um there are plenty of other things that are uh that are much more excess much more within their their reach than you know a full length book so the the basic idea Kalen, is is again like you said anybody who has been doing anything for any amount of time they are a, a relative expert and that they know more than than another person. So, um, Kalen, if if you went out uh, today and you started, um, you know, I don't know, if you started inspecting, you know, diamonds, just in your first, you know, week on the on the job, you would be the relative expert to me because I have no idea what it takes to to you know grade gemstones. And that doesn't sound like a bad gig. Now. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, see if you can't pocket, you know, a couple here, here and there. <laughs> right. Pay okay. stuff in no time. So whoever, you know, whoever's listening to, to this, you are a relative expert in, in whatever you do. If you're a general contractor, there are things that you know to do that your customers have no idea is even a, a consideration. Um, and so... The the main thing that people are looking for in in business material is not to be entertained. That's a a great thing, um, but that's a secondary goal. The number one thing that they they need is some valuable information. So even if you don't feel like you're a good writer, even if you don't feel like you know a whole lot, you have great content in your head that you can easily put down. You can you can write. Um, you know, blog posts, and if the you can write uh, PDFs, you can write uh, eBooks, and if you if writing, you know, just just don't see if you just you know you, you had a horrible English teacher and she smacked your your hands with rulers because you know you didn't know uh, the difference. Left handed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that awful? That yep. uh, used to be the truth. Yeah, we've come a long way. <laughs> Um, then do do uh, do some videos, do some webcasts, do um, do an audio recording, do a do a podcast like this, you know, do something that that imparts value to the people who need to know what you know. They we live, you know, we live in in the information age. I mean, Kaylin, you and I, we can Google anything that we want to. You know, if I want to go learn about how to grade gemstones, I can go Google that. But I can't trust anything that's on the web because, I mean, God, who knows who wrote it? Exactly. Might have been a a scammer, you know, trying to to get my money. So what we're really moving into, I think, in the age of business is um, a a place where the the differentiator, the competitive advantage, is going to be uh, trust. So – Whenever you write the book on, you know, how to grade gemstones, or whenever you write the blog post on how to grade gemstones, then you know I can I can trust a person who has you know some content. And I can see that they're legitimate instead of just something that I read somewhere on the on the net. So whoever you know is listening to to this, you know enough to impart some information, whether it's through writing, whether it's through audio, whether it's through you know video. 
give some people the value that that they need. Give them some things that they need to know, and you will soon become their trusted go-to source. Right. And I remind people, I tell people this a lot, but if if it's video or audio that you're more comfortable with, you can have that stuff transcribed and then yeah. create a blog post out of it or put together a you know a PDF, some sort of white paper or an infographic or or something uh, and there, of the type. Yeah, and there and whenever you do that, there are plenty of, of freelance, you know, editors and proofreaders out there who for, you know, um, you know, next to nothing that they'll you know, they'll they'll clean it up for you so that it you know it's it's presentable. Um, now, and, and, um, we're, we're going to run out of time, so I want to make okay. sure that people know about your book. Oh, so can you, can you talk to us more about uh, your book that's coming out? So, Kaylin, I have helped um, a number of, of business authors create their, you know, their books. And, I, you know, we talk about it being their baby and they're so attached. I never realized just how emotionally invested you get into a book until I wrote Mine. So I've been working on it for actually Christmas made two years that I, I wrote the the first word. Um, it is finally um, it, it's going to be coming out February um, February third. Congratulations! Um, I'm holding the proof copy in in my hands, and Kaylin, I'm I'm in love with it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I have That's wonderful. Yeah, I have two children. Um, so, you know, I know how, you know, a proud, you know, father feels and, uh, I kind of feel like this is my third one. <laughs> uh, I understand completely. I, I've been, I've been working on mine for, uh, getting close to two years, a yeah. year, a, a little over a year and a half. So I get it. It takes time and you get very invested in the, in the whole process. You put every word on paper. I mean, it, it's an important thing. It it and, and another reason that I am I'm proud of it not just because it it exists and because it represents you know all of, all of those those things that's you know the personal pride the professional pride is that um, and again this is a father you know calling his his baby beautiful but Kaylin it's it's a good book it's not you know it's not about you know how to work with a ghostwriter it's it's how you know people like you people like your your listeners um, if they want to write a business book this is my book is where they they need to start. There hasn't there there are plenty of other books out there that talk about you know grammar, talk about you know how to you know put a couple of sentences together, and there are books on the other end that talk about how to get literary agents, how to get a publishing contract, right? Queries, um, how to write the proposal, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, uh, and then there are books on how to write fiction. There are even books on how to write memoirs, or there's books on even how to write general nonfiction. But business is is a completely different animal. It takes a whole different mindset, a whole different approach. Um, well, I just had a vision of my future. So February 3rd, I'm going to be buying your book and then I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to have to go through another edit of my book. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, you've just defined my future for, for the next couple of months. Well, I promise that there are ideas in there that you haven't encountered anywhere else that are going to give you some absolute value that even if it even if it takes a little bit extra time to get your book out there it's going to make your book far far stronger in the long term cuz Kaylin you're writing a book that's going to be with you um, and may even to a degree define your your career and your professional path for the next five, sometimes even ten years. I mean, there's plenty of business authors out there whose books have you know stayed with them for uh, ten and fifteen and twenty. And, and shoot, look at you know Brian Tracy and and Stephen Covey and, and Tom Peters. I mean, they've been out there for thirty years. So it would and, be and your book includes the five step process that we went over quickly, right? Yes, for authors in, in not, detail. Not for, yeah, not how to do it with a ghostwriter, how to do it for yourself. Right, right. And um, give everyone the title of the book again so that they know they know what they're looking for when they go to Amazon or they go to the bookstore. It's the Business Book Bible, everything you need to know to write a great business book. The Business Book Bible, everything you need to know to write a, did you say great? A great business a book. Great, not just a good, not great. just a, you know, a passable but a great business yeah. book, which is what we, you know, if you're going to go to the trouble to write it, that's what you want to do. Yeah, is there gonna... is there a website people can go to or should they go directly to a bookseller? They can go to, I'll have the, the links on DerekLewis.com, but it's also going to be available through uh, through Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble. Okay. 
So uh, if you're you're driving or you can't take notes, you know, you're listening while you're on the treadmill, uh, make sure you can come back to the podcast page at actlocalmarketing.com and look up the business book Bible. I hope I'm remembering that because I don't have it written down in front of me. The business book Bible by Derek Lewis, or you can look up Derek Lewis, you know, search through the site, or you can go over to DerekLewis.com and I'll spell it for you. D-E-R-E-K. L-E-W-I-S dot com. And of course, in the show notes, uh, we'll include a link there. And uh, by the time the show comes out, I think the book will be out as well. So we'll include a link over to Amazon as well so people can find it. Uh, Derek, it has been wonderful talking to you. I could talk to you for a long time, but I actually, I've got some other people I got to I gotta discuss things with today. But I, I literally could talk to you all day about this. I'm fascinated by it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I hope we get the uh, the chance to do it again sometime. And you know, you're welcome to join my uh, my LinkedIn forum. It's um, how to how to write a business book. It's on uh, it's one of the LinkedIn groups. Oh, cool! I will look it up. I'd love to see you on there. What's and what's the name of the group? It is uh, how to write. Um, oh shoot! I, I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, it. I'll find it. You and I are connected on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah, we've got a great group of of uh, authors and a couple of publishers and editors and a number of ghostwriters, and uh, it's all about all about writing business books. I'd love to see you on there. Excellent. I and I will absolutely make time. Uh, working more with LinkedIn is part of my marketing strategy for 2015. So you hit me at exactly the right time. I'm going to do that. Awesome. So thank you for making time for us today, Derek. It's been wonderful having you on Act Local Marketing. It's been my pleasure, Kaylin. Thank you for the invitation. Sure. And all of you out there, you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Remember, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we bring a wonderful guest on, just like Derek, who can give you some golden nuggets that will help you move your business at least one more step forward. That's always my hope for you. And until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.